All right, let me tell you about real estate agents uh, I trust. If you're entering the real estate market, either as a buyer or a seller, hey, that's fun. Oh, it's always a good time. Yeah. Always a good time. Good time. time. Mm-hmm. Good time. Especially when you have some random person you just met in like a Starbucks who's your agent. Yeah. That's when that's it gets great. really good. Or a nephew. Oh, uh, yeah. hi, hi, Uncle Stu. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to sell your house. Oh, good. That's good. Good. Um, what you need is somebody who really knows the market, somebody who knows the area, somebody who's going to get you the best price for your home and your next home. So it's real estate agents I trust. You just go there. You tell us what you're looking for. You know, I'm buying or selling in this area, and we will find the best real estate agent for you. It's just that easy. Real estate agents I trust.com. That's real estate agents I trust.com. All right, we continue with our two coming up in a second. the impeachment uh, trial begins today without without Justice Thomas involved which is weird because that's what the Constitution calls for but he said I don't think this is really uh, constitutional so I'm not going to be there but don't worry we have Fred from down the street the you know at the bowling alley he's going to be looking over everything it's just like he's a Supreme Court justice you know what I'm saying so we have that going on also your kids oh the curriculum is changing you know only to unite us and educate our kids california holy cow holy cow california i uh i mean why don't you just why don't you just get a divorce really from the rest of the united states because you are you know you keep talking about equal rights i don't think they mean what you think they mean you should see the curriculum. We'll go over it because it's coming your way in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, one thing I've learned about men ever since being informed by my wife is that we're simple. I think that's what she said. She may have said simple-minded, but I think it was simple. They were just simple. We're just, we're simple. Uh, anyway, uh, the point is we have simple desires. Meat, sex, sleep. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, And if we could do all three of them at the same time, I mean, that's utopia, really. Now, Rectech is not going to help you with uh, two of the three. But if you are looking for great, great food, if you're looking for great meat on on the grill, my gosh, Rectech is the perfect smoker. It is the perfect uh, uh, grill. It is, I mean, it's so, uh, so far ahead of its competitors. I want you to A-B compare them. I want you to go online and look for whatever you think the best grill is. And then I want you to go to Rectech.com. And I want you to see the difference. 
It is remarkable. And they do this. They're able to make it so great and so sturdy because they're not selling them at like Home Depot. So they don't have to cut Home Depot into it. And they've taken that money that they would have done with Home Depot and they've poured it into Rectech. It's got the latest, greatest smart grill technology. It's built like a tank. You're going to love it. Check it out now at Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. So there is something going on in California that uh, is quite disturbing, quite disturbing. We have taken critical race theory uh, and we're putting it into K through 12. And it is going to divide us in little groups. I mean, look at how we already are so divided and it's all coming under the equal rights hey let's all let's 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 all end racism no that this is going to further it this is really dangerous stuff that's happening in california and uh, uh wen yin wu is the executive director of californians for equal rights uh, uh dr wu is also um uh, also one of the people that that brought the lawsuit. I think it was against Harvard or was it Yale that, that Biden just dismissed uh, about how they were just dismissing Asians because we have too many Asians here, too many Asians. And it's okay to, to apparently do that to Asians. Yeah. Uh, certain yeah. groups. It's okay to discriminate against yeah. as, as Ibram Kendi has told us. Uh, so uh, Dr. Wu, welcome to the program. How are you? I am good. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. And please, Thank you. Can you just let's just get a quick comment on the dismissal of your case uh, in the Ivy League schools by the uh, government this 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 week? Right. Right. So in 2016, May 2016, my home group, Asian American Coalition for Education, brought a federal civil rights complaint against Yale on its alleged anti-Asian discrimination in admissions. And after a two-year investigation by uh, the Trump administration's Department of Justice, they concluded that Yale, in fact, discriminated against Asian American applicants with quotas, high standards, and stereotypes, all these, you know, good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and last year, last August, DOJ launched a federal lawsuit against yell as a result of our civil rights complaint so we were very happy to 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 see that um uh, that result and that lawsuit but uh we it's kind of um expected that the biden administration uh would roll back would dismiss this lawsuit while just nine eight days after the administration signed an executive order um, combating anti-Asian xenophobia and racism. So you see the glaring irony here, right? So are they really for equal rights? Are they, or they're just about um, ideological uh, racial spoils and identity politics? So uh, let me switch now to California, uh, because the same kind of thing is happening in California on a mass scale with the ethnics studies um the uh, curriculum that has been released uh, we have seen the first draft i know they're up on the third draft now um, but some of these things 
uh, are really disturbing. First of all, it seems to be the motive to put everybody into a little category, a little box and make sure you understand your divisions. Um, there is a uh, in the curriculum, a historic U.S. social movements, Black Lives Matter, Me Too, criminal justice reform. But it also includes boycott, divestment and sanctions movement for Palestine, descri- described as a global social movement that currently aims to establish freedom for Palestinians living under apartheid conditions. Holy cow. It also <laughs> teaches that the 1948 Israel War of Independence, they refer to that as Nakba, which if you know anything about the Arab world, uh, that is mm-hmm. uh, what they call the Day of Independence in Arabic. It means catastrophe. John Lewis, Martin Luther King, Justice Thurgold Marshall were not in uh, the, the uh, influential people section. However, Pol Pot was in uh capitalism classified as a form of power and oppression although classism homophobia islamophobia and transphobia were listed as forms of oppression anti-semitism was not uh what what is this (laughs) this is this is science fiction becoming reality so uh, before we delve into the you know the de- the technical details of this very divisive and problematic third draft third and final draft of ethnic studies model curriculum i would like to just talk a little bit about uh, my background and also how i got involved um in a bigger uh, context so currently as you introduced i am with californians for equal rights a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization with a mission to promote the principles of equality and merit. And uh, between fighting for equal education rights of Asian American students from my home group and defending California's constitutional principle of equal rights and pushing back this ideological invasion of critical ethnic studies in California's K-12 education, okay, but, I but see an... When you end, right. I, I think that... In the old days, uh, people would have thought, well, then, you know, Glenn Beck and Wen Yu and Wu have, you know, they're on different sides of the. Uh, no, I think we both <laughs> define equal rights the, in an opposite way than what is now being uh, pushed in California. We're, you're saying, let's understand that uh, everybody has the same access and the same rights. That's not what's being taught now. No, not at all. Not at all. And this is very, very dangerous. So the movement in California regarding this ethnic studies model curriculum, in my opinion, must be understood in relation to these systematic assaults on equal treatment and merit in the Golden State and beyond. In 2020, I had the honor to be part of uh, the heroic non 16 campaign, which successfully defeated a racial preference ballot measure, Proposition 16, on the state ballot with an impressive margin of 57% versus 43%. And that, even though I can. So if yeah. people don't know, that was uh, the vote to reverse the discrimination laws, that you, you could discriminate. For social justice, right. right? Okay. Right, right, exactly. So that ballot measure would have brought, would have reversed a very important principle in the California Constitution, which clearly states that 
the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in the operation of public employment, public education, or public contracting. But the California state legislature is perennially obsessed with race and is even currently considering a list of bills that would have reinstated racial preferences in a number Mm. of public policy areas. And these race-obsessed lawmakers also have powerful allies, such as the University of California um, teachers' unions and even the California Chamber of Commerce, which all endorsed racial preferences last year. And in the meantime, it's crazy. And in the meantime, you know, our quality of K-12 education in California continues to decline with low-income and minority students being hurt the most. So, for example, over 60% of California students, grades 3 to 11, cannot do math proficiently, and only 50% can read proficiently. Oh, my gosh. And there is a, and there is a persistent racial achievement gap, of course. But instead of legislating or promoting policies that address root causes behind the gaps and the dismal state of public education, these politicians and civil servants, I, I call them ideologues, they want to perpetuate the problem, first with racial preferences, then with dumbing down the standards, and now with political indoctrination in this very divisive ethnic studies model curriculum. And I would like to you know, go into uh, talking about this critical ethnic Okay, so all right, so hang on. Uh, We're talking to Dr. Wu, Executive Director of California's for Equal Rights, about the new curriculum. This is important to you because it will be coming to your state in some form or another. This is being introduced into your schools, uh, and you need to be on the gates of your education and make sure that this does not pass those gates. Uh, We'll have more in just a second. Let me take a one-minute break. And tell you a little bit about uh, Built Bar, because it's day 40. Yeah, day 40 of the weight loss regime. Dear Diary, this morning, yet another fit of genius, I attempt to lose weight by pulling the stuffing slowly out of the voodoo doll of myself. So far, no change that I can tell, but I am tracking it by the hour. My wife has asked to borrow the voodoo doll and my pocket knife for later. (laughs) I don't understand women. I don't know what she's going to do with it. Meanwhile, tonight, I'll be attempting weight loss through osmosis by placing a diet book beneath my pillow. I'm also going to eat a Built Bar instead of my usual candy bar. One of those two things probably going to be effective. Love, Glenn. If you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, you're missing out. If you're looking for something that will help you lose weight, keep the weight off, or just keep you healthy without tasting like a doormat... This thing tastes like a candy bar, and it is healthy for you. It's high in fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calorie. It's made with real chocolate, and it is healthier than your average protein bar. They have a ton of flavors. You're going to love them. So don't give up on your resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code BECK, and get 20% off your next order. That's promo code BECK for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
So we're uh, we're with uh, Dr. Wenyuan Wu, uh, and we're talking about this new curriculum on ethnic studies that is coming to K through 12 in California and will be coming your way. Um, We have about eight minutes here to to go through the curriculum. And I really want to talk to you about some of the people behind this curriculum that are really quite disturbing. Uh, So. Give us the highlights of what is going to be taught by uh, to our to our kids in California. Sure. So I would like to start briefly with an example of how um, this the case of critical ethnic studies was brought to my attention. So last late last year, a group of scholars, educators, and nonprofit organizations, including my organization, Californians for Equal Rights put together a task force to connect people concerned about ethnic studies and the incursion of critical race theory in California and to raise public awareness on this important issue. And on December 9th, 2020, our group received an anonymous tip from a Cupertino parent with some disturbing instructional materials on social identities, power, privilege, and white racism. And these materials were intended for a third grade math class at Maya Holtz Elementary in an upscale community in Cupertino. So that uh, that raised my 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 attention, my alarm, and and I you know I started to I started to dig deeper into this this critical ethnic studies model curriculum, which will also be used operated as a national blueprint for how ethnic studies should be taught in K-12 education. So this is not just an ethnic problem. It's not a Jewish problem nearly or Asian problem. It's a fundamental issue against right. our commonly held beliefs. And I, after my investigation and my partnership with several other uh, groups fighting against this in California, we found out that the invasion of critical race theory into ethnic studies is a result of a multi-year campaign to produce a statewide ethnic studies model mm. curriculum administratively and to mandate ethnic studies as a college and high school graduation requirement legislatively. In other words, the radicalization of ethnic studies and social studies in general in California toward intersectionality, neo-Marxism, and postmodernism did not happen in a vacuum. A group of far-left activists, activist scholars, progressive lawmakers, and bureaucratic ideologues have conspired to make critical race theory or critical ethnic studies a mainstream pedagogy. And this started in 2016, when then-California Governor Jerry Brown signed AB 2016 into law. AB 2016 requires ethnic studies to be taught in public high schools, including charter schools and mandates the state to adopt a model curriculum. The current deadline for adopting the ethnic studies model curriculum is March 31st this year. So between 2016 and now, three versions have been introduced for public comments, and each has met fierce opposition. The first draft got 21,000 public comments, with the Jewish American community being the most vocal opponent. The second one received... 35,000 comments and led Governor Newsom to veto AB331 last year, which would have mandated ethnic studies based on that divisive model model curriculum as a high school graduation requirement. 
The third and final draft was released last December and contained some window dressing revisions to address criticisms on some glaring neo-Marxist and anti-Semitic elements. But it, it is still very controversial so, and rooted. It, it, it has yeah. to be. It, uh, it's my understanding that when you started looking into the evolution of this thing, you found a mm-hmm. group, Union Del Barrio. And I, I just want to I want to quote from their Facebook page. Union Del Barrio is a political group comprised of individuals that are committed to the organizational discipline in order to develop the science strategy and structures needed to overturn our oppression as Mexicans and Latin Americans within the current borders of the United States. We struggle for the self-defense and ultimate liberation of La Raza, translation, the race, while we're also seeking to integrate our movement with the continental uh, liberation process that is taking place throughout uh, America. We are working tirelessly to unify the collective power of Raza workers, women and men, blah, 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 indigenous communities, prisoners, in order to unite as a strong and sustainable social and political movement for self-determination and socialism. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good group to have right in this thing. Right, but they have been, uh, Union de Barro has been instrumental in sort of uh, radicalizing the, the, the contents and the guiding principles of California's ethnic studies model curriculum. According to credible sources from inside whistleblowers and researchers, we have unearthed evidence of this strange radical group of activists based in Southern California as the leader for this sweeping ide- ideological reform in education. So in, as a result, this movement led by Union de Barrio has hijacked genuine cultural and ethnic studies and turned it into a political battleground mm. of un-American worldviews. And this story started in 2013 with the People's Campaign by this group Union del Barrio, okay. which is, as you described, an independent political organization working Doc- towards political revolution. Dr. Uh, Wenyin Wu, Executive Director, Californians for Equal Rights. I'd love to have you. I'd love to do a TV show on this. Uh, you can find her at CaliforniansforEqualRights.org. CaliforniansforEqualRights.org. We're going to get into this from the teacher perspective in just a few minutes stand by this is the glenn Beck program i mean when when a california educator has the guts to come on this program and and say there's a problem maybe there's a problem and we all need to listen so an online clothing retailer called Bonyabos, i guess just had to inform its customers of a data breach that exposed the personal information of up to seven million people seven million maybe you're one of those people it was uh, leaked on a hacker forum, and that's the information that cyber criminals can use in phishing attacks for identity theft. Hey, how great is that? There are enough things to worry about. My gosh, it is like fighting a fire with uh, a, a bottle of seltzer. Uh, we are busy trying to put all these fires out. The last thing you need to worry about is identity theft. Nobody can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but I mean, can, you can't even have the time to do all of it. This is where LifeLock Identity Theft Protection comes in. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com promo code back. Take this worry off of your plate. 
They'll watch your back and help you solve it if something slips through. It's lifelock.com promo code Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code being Glenn. They get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We were just talking to Dr. Wenyin Wu and uh, about what's happening with ethnic studies uh, in California. And this is something that is coming to your state and uh, your your schools. We have to be aware of this and we have to, quite honestly, stop it. If you believe in equal rights, as articulated by Martin Luther King, I'm in. But if you think Martin Luther King meant that uh, we have to crush white people, that that was Malcolm X. Malcolm X was teaching, at least at the beginning, he was teaching hatred and division. That's not American. We are all created equal and all given rights, and we have to fight for those equal rights. But this is a perversion of those. Now, Lori Myers, she is a uh, co-founder in, for Educators for Excellence in Ethnic Studies. She's a California educator, I think a first grade uh, teacher. Um, and she wants to talk about the uh, ethnic studies model curriculum uh, that is awaiting uh, passage now uh, in uh, California. Welcome, Lori. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show, Glenn. I really appreciate your taking the time to talk about this super important issue that uh, we're facing in California right now. And I totally agree with you. It is going nationwide. I am so concerned. This changes the future for generations. If we don't, if we start teaching this poison, we're done. As a people, I don't even, not even as a, a America, but as a people, we start to look at everything differently. I completely agree with you. Um, and as teachers, we consider ourselves to be pretty much on the front lines of this, but the real people on the front lines of this are our students. And that's why our group was formed. We are a grassroots group of hundreds of educators from across the country who want to make sure that we have ethnic studies curricula that achieve really important goals, confronting racism, developing civic responsibility, building the 21st century skills that our students need, like critical thinking, communication, creativity, but that don't devolve into critical race theory, which not only won't accomplish those goals, but will do quite the opposite. Exactly. I mean, I, Lori, I, uh, I don't know how you feel uh, about any of this, and so you don't have to comment on it. But I have to tell you, in looking at critical race theory, and I've tried to swear off this word, in looking at what it teaches and how it teaches, the only word I can come up with to describe it is evil. It is intentionally destroying people their communication with each other it's dividing everybody it it makes you feel horrible about yourself i mean it's so defeating so what i really appreciate about what you just said is that critical race theory in the classroom and in particular our group right now is focused on the ethnic studies model curriculum but there are a couple of other different uh, front lines on critical race theory in California. 
Um, but that we're not just concerned about what critical race theory teaches. That's the framework. We're concerned about how it teaches. And that's the pedagogy. And both are concerning. Um, but in some ways, the pedagogy piece of it, how educators bring so, this into their classrooms so is let's, more concerning. Lori, let's just pretend we don't know what pedagogy <laughs> means. <laughs> I know. I've been told that many times. I'm sorry I'm down in the weeds. That's all right. Um, ped- pedagogy is, uh, is how teachers teach. Uh, for example, um, if I'm teaching math, um, I might be teaching content, which would be addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. But the methodology I'm using to teach it, the pedagogy would be Singapore math or um, um University of Chicago. Okay. So, so so there is a, I'm trying to find it in one of the things uh, where the pedagogy uh, would be to, uh, and it didn't say inflict trauma, but uh, make students feel vulnerable, sad, helpless. uh, And teachers need to be familiar with trauma informed practices. That sounds like a bad pedagogy. Am I using that correctly? And can you explain yeah, so, what this is? Right. So, so that's actually um, what one of the reasons that we are so deeply concerned about critical race theory as a pedagogy. Um, it's out in the classroom in a number of different ways, and I'm happy to share examples. But the end result um, is that we're concerned about how it will cause trauma. And as teachers, parents are trusting us every day when they can't send their children to school to keep their children safe and secure. In fact, I've I've looked up the code of ethical conduct for a number of school districts, which that student safety and welfare is teachers' highest priority. And every teacher knows that unless we have that foundation in the classroom, learning just isn't going to happen. Yet the ethnic studies model curriculum itself acknowledges that topics like oppression, which, by the way, is mentioned in the model curriculum over 200 times, words like oppressed, oppression, oppressed, can make students feel, and I'm quoting, vulnerable, sad, guilty, and helpless. And then the model curriculum itself states that teachers need to be attentive to, quote, trauma-informed education practices. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. A school curriculum should not need a trauma warning. Okay, so, but wait, there. but isn't that saying uh, trauma-informed practices, uh, doesn't that mean that you kind of want to inflict a little trauma because that helps inform and it helps shape them? So that, that's a really interesting point. Um, and as educators, we agree that there are going to be difficult topics that are taught in school Correct. as long as they are grade level appropriate. For example, students learning about the killing fields, students learning about Rwanda, students learning about the Holocaust. Those are going to be diff- difficult topics, right. but a well-trained good teacher teaching them with a well-developed curriculum will be able to teach them and maybe cause students to feel some deep emotions, but not trauma. And the other important difference is that with a critical race theory pedagogy, these traumas 
are caused because students are made to internalize feelings around impression. It's not just the content that they're learning. It's the pedagogy that's having them internalize these feelings and feel personal responsibility either for inflicting oppression on somebody else or feeling like students in your class are responsible for inflicting oppression on you. And, it go- and that's where the pedagogy piece is important. And I'm, it, I'm sorry. The, no, no, no. And it goes the other way as well. There in Berkeley, in the unified school district there, there was a lawsuit. Are you aware of this? And can you tell the story? So um, I'm not aware of a lawsuit in Berkeley, but I am aware of, and I actually spoke with the former school board member whose student was in this class when this happened. Um, Various, so the school board member told me that in their ethnic studies class, which at that point was a high school graduation requirement, quote, various groups were denounced, boys, Caucasians, privileged students, High-achieving AP students of all races of all races um, were made to feel bad, and another quote: "White kids were made to feel bad." And the problems were so rampant in the district that the district was forced to drop ethnic studies as and a graduation. What were the What were the problems that w- this was causing? Uh, the problems were that students were starting to denounce each other and target each other. And that's one of our concerns with critical race theory in the classroom. So first, what critical race theory does is it has students identify as part of a group based solely on race, based solely on skin color, and then assigns a judgment to them based on that racial identity. The second piece is then it asserts that one group is the oppressor over the other. And that sets up an oppositional relationship between the groups. It literally pits students against each other. And that's where I come back to the goals of ethnic studies and how this approach, a critical race theory pedagogy, is not going to help bridge the cultural divide. It's not going to build cultural understanding. It's not going to have students develop respect for inclusion. And these are all the goals of the original bill that mandated ethnic the development of the ethnic studies model curriculum. And that's why I keep coming back to we all, I hope we all share these important goals, but critical race theory pedagogy is not the right way to get there. I don't know if we still agree on the same goals. There are people that are taking, I mean, I know that Martin Luther King has been put back in on the third draft, but if your instinct is to uh, talk nice about Pol Pot and delete Martin Luther King, I don't think you get it. I mean, Martin Luther King articulated what American, he didn't tear down America. He said, America, live up to your own founding words. He challenged us to be better. And he challenged us to all live in a world where race doesn't matter. I'm not sure that everybody agrees with that anymore. Well, I I agree with what you just said. But what you just said is absolutely consistent with the bill that mandated the development of the ethnic studies model curriculum. It says that one of the goals is for students to promote collect self and collective empowerment to promote critical thinking, to develop a more complex understanding of the human experience, 
um, from the California Social Studies Framework. It's the standards that we all need to track to. Ethnic studies should help students develop respect for cultural diversity and see the advantages of inclusion. Those are all consistent with Martin Luther King. My concern is that the model curriculum in its current incarnation, and in fact, its incarnation since its genesis back in 2016, has been based on a critical race theory foundation that is inconsistent with the original goals approved by the state. If we had a curriculum that tracked to those original goals, that tracked to California standards approved by the State Board of Education, then we wouldn't be having that problem. So I do think that you and I agree on the goals and the state of California agrees on the goals. The curriculum is what isn't agreeing with those goals, and that's why it has to change. Lori, I'd love to have you back. I'd love to actually do a TV show with you um, because I, I, I don't think there's anything more important than what's happening in our schools. And, you know, teachers have got to stand up and parents have to stand up. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you would like to uh, reach out to uh, to Lori, you can follow her on Twitter at Teacher Myers. That's M-E-Y-E-R-S. Uh, or your her website, Educators for Excellence. That's the number four, educatorsforexcellence.weebly.com. Lori, thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Glenn. You bet. By the way, uh, a few things you can do. Get the word out. Share this. Um, uh, the, these things are are going to get very bad if you're not standing guard right now. If your kids are being taught on Zoom school, look at the assignments, meet with your school board members, talk about this curriculum for ethnic studies, uh, follow your kids' school board minutes, uh, ask for a public review if anything is being introduced in ethnic studies. You've got to stand guard and speak up. Okay, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's AMAC. If you're considering joining a senior group, where are you going to get the best value? Well, the most bang for your buck, if you will, I strongly urge you to look into AMAC because it stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it has over 2 million members, and it's growing every day. AMAC doesn't just provide you with the discounts and services that you need and want from a seniors group, but they also ex- they're also extremely proactive uh, in, in defending the things that we all hold dear. They represent courage, faith, and reason in trying times. They stand for solvency, and <laughs> which is going to be over soon, national security and sovereignty over our unchecked borders. They believe in the sanctity of life. In Washington, D.C., AMAC has been pushing back for years against the radical socialist agenda. They were there in 2008 and 2009. That's really when they stepped to the plate and said, "Okay, we got to do something different because nobody is fighting for this. AMAC, fight with them. Become a member today. The benefits are great. The cause is even greater. Join now at amac.us slash Beck, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Blacklists, purges, investigations and arrests. Is this the new Red Scare? Unless we make sure that there is no infiltration, you will see a red world. 
Glenn exposes the dangers and next steps of this anti-conservative movement. Are you on the list? Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So Tulsi Gabbard, uh, who is going to be a uh, guest on my podcast in coming weeks, is uh, going to be uh, or was was on uh, Stephen Crowder last night talking about how do we fix what's happening with high tech? Listen to what she said. It seems like everyone in positions of power right now in the Democrat Party support stifling opinions they don't like on, on, on big tech platforms. Yeah, it, and and this is this is what's dangerous is as they're looking at so-called reform, they're they're not really looking in the right places. You know, when people go and actually look at Section 230, the fact the, the fix is actually quite simple, uh, where it you just change the line where it says essentially big tech has the authority to remove objectionable content. How much more vague can you get than that? Objectionable to who or for what reason? But then the thing that comes after that is the most troubling part. It says whether it is uh, constitutional or not. You can see all of this interview with Tulsi Gabbard uh, with Steven Crowder. You can find him at Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program.